This is Veteran State of Mind, and I'm your host, Geraint Jones. Today's episode is made possible in part thanks to the Development Society. Get humbled with DevSoc. DevSoc is a platform for motivation, inspiration, and wavy merch. It's run by serving blokes, and they're a bit different. Wavy vibes, unusual thoughts, and stoic philosophies are what drive them to strive for the very best. Their last t-shirt release sold out in 20 minutes, so this stuff doesn't stick around. If you're looking for motivation in fitness, work, or in life itself, then check out my dudes at the Development Society, a community of like-minded people who want to grow. Head over to devsock.shop, and if they've got any stock in, no promises, because it goes go fast, you can add GRJ10, GRJ10, into the code and you'll get 10% off. But go over to their website and sign up for the newsletter because when their stuff does come in, you're going to know about it first. This stuff moves fast. reason it moves fast, it looks fantastic. Um, you can check them out too at the Development Society on Instagram and I will tag them up in posts um, about the podcast and um, be sharing some of their stuff. So check them out. DevSock. Get humbled. You fucks. Right. This episode is also brought to you by Altberg Boots. So I was chuffed a bit when Altberg said they were interested in being a sponsor of the show. Uh, reason being because I bought a pair of their boots for my first tour in Iraq uh, based purely on the fact that they looked alley, but they put, turned out to be insanely comfortable and they lasted me for three tours, which is uh, absolutely mental when you think about it. All the punishment they went through day in, day out, and they still lasted that long. Uh, honestly, I could have got even more out of them if I just made a couple of minor uh, minor repairs. But uh, my days in the desert were over at that point, and they were laid to rest in Afghanistan. In fact, those boots are buried in Afghanistan, which is kind of cool when you think about it. Um, as far as value for money goes, uh, definitely Altberg boots are one of the best purchases I've ever made, and I mean that, and I swear down on that fact. When I was a PTI in Tidworth, uh, I got a nice little chit from the doctor because I was doing a lot more tabbing than usual. Got a nice little chitty and I was allowed to go and buy a pair of the men's warrior boot. I still use them now when I go hill walking, which as you know, is something I think is imperative to having good mental health. Um, You know what you don't want to be doing is going out to improve your mental health with some time in the countryside and you uh, mess up your ankles trying to improve your mental health. All right. So get a good pair of boots that support your ankles and look alley too. So Altberg boots are made for men and women. They have different styles just so you can get the right weight and the right support for your ankles. Um, as I've said a million times, if I'd had Altbergs for the duration of my career, I reckon I would have way less um, problems um, on my uh, on, on my on my joints than I have now. I mean, I'd still have to carry a burger and stuff, but um, I really felt like they um, I really felt like they they supported my joints and stuff so well that they were. They were really good in there. I'm not a doctor, so this isn't a medical thing. I'm just saying how I feel, and I feel that they they were fantastic for my um, for supporting my joints. Um, I can't recommend them enough. Civilian military styles, men and women, check them out by going to altberg.co.uk. And uh, lastly, this episode is brought to you by me, Veteran State of Mind, live October 17th at the National Army Museum. Those amazing guys who have been generous i was going to say silly enough <laughs> generous enough to give us um to to uh, welcome us into the Army museum they've already been super cool with me on a bunch of stuff and now they're doing this it means a lot to me as does the um as does the help from the royal british legion um 
Dash and I Museum, October 17th. Got Dean starting. Dean is just a kick-ass bloke, full stop. Um, going to learn a lot from him. If you want to get inspired, come see Dean. Bottom line. Uh, he's got a book out on October 3rd called Relentless. I recommend picking it up on October the 3rd, reading it, digesting it, learning some more about Dean, and then bringing it along with you so Dean can sign it. And, um, and I'm sure he would like to say thank you for you picking up his book because he is, as well as being a bit of a badass, he's a lovely bloke. Um, and we're going to cover yeah, Dean's journey. Actually, you know what? I've got a couple of quotes here um, about the book. So let me just read those. Dean's relentless determination to help those who face many mental health battles is incredible and admirable. He's a hero to many. That's from Bear Grylls. No big deal. Uh, Dean's journey from special boat service to intrepid adventurer is truly inspirational. Sir Raynolf finds. Also, not a big deal. Uh, last one. Dean's a top bloke and it's a fucking good book. Geraint Jones, obviously, that is the cover quote on there. The biggest of the big. Um, yeah, Dean is a legend. The guys at the Owl Museum are legends. The guys at the British Legion are legends. It's going to be a lot of legends in one place. So come on down. Uh, if you want to get tickets for it, you can get them at... Uh, there's a link on my social media or you can go to the National Army Museum uh, website. It's a few quid. Uh, cheap as chips and you get to learn from a legend. Also, Dean will be there. Wham, wham. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy today's podcast. I'm not sure which it, what, what it's going to be yet because I'm recording these in advance because I'm trying to be more organized with my life. So whatever it is, I hope you enjoy it. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. I won't forget it. That feeling of acceptance. I can beat the guy that's looking back with knowledge as my weapon. Cause it's inside of you and it's inside of me The real killer in depression is to suffer silently The journey's rough, the road is long You've just got to accept you haven't got to see the whole staircase Just the first step And have you ever felt to Paul, good to see you mate Hey, you too man cheers. Nice to be on English soil let's have, a, let's have a little cheers in there Cheers buddy Paul's like, oh, have a coffee And then he's like, beer, I want beer <laughs> And um, good thing is we're recording in, um, recording in the middle of Soho in London So there's beer places everywhere Mate, these are only quid each too what? I was impressed by him. I said Salt. to the guy, I was like, thank you for not ripping me off. Because usually, I'm in a fucking hotel just now when I got the uh, got that smoothie. Smoothie was three quid, you know. And then I feel better about the human race now that I've got a lovely beer in my hand for a quid. Know, right? I feel pretty good. For a buck. What's that? That's nearly, it's nearly two bucks Australian. 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 What are you doing in town anyway, mate? Uh, speaking at You're a... my side of the hood. Well, your side of the hood, I'm here speaking with you. But I'm in... I'm in um, in England to speak at a massive financial conference, uh, the axis of evil, so to speak. Mm. Um, every Almost every financial company in the world is represented there. There's 11,000 people coming through the, nice. the doors. Like the whole of the Excel Center is just full of exhibits. And uh, they wanted me to talk about overcoming adversity and uh, ocean sustainability. How, how's that going for you? Work. <laughs> so for those of you who aren't watching the video i'm trying to drink using paul's arm paul's generously lent me his arm i'm so fucking lazy that i thought you know what i was like paul can i have your arm so i've got my beer in paul's hand which is uh, not attached to him it's attached to me at the moment but it's, it's hard work mate it'd be easier to use my own hands but yeah. I'm attached on to the plus side there's no body heat to heat up idea. the beer so it's well, going to stay cooler longer i was like i thought before I get, because when you fall asleep later, I'm definitely, me and this arm, we're going to try some stuff that every guy's wondered about. But I thought, first of all, I want to make sure, like, because if it goes crushing a glass bottle, then I know I need to be careful on certain settings. So I thought, yeah, we'll get that. Get it's that not going to crush this. a bottle, but I, I haven't used it for a, a rub and tug yet because it, I'm a little worried it'd rip the skin off. 
Oh. It has given me bruises around my nipple once when I wasn't even wearing it. What it was, was on the back of, on the back seat like of my truck. Into your bed. I was just grabbing shit. It was on the 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 back seat of my truck, and I was grabbing stuff off the back seat, and I had it under my arm, and the fingers just closed right around my nipple. And so I dropped everything, just had this long black arm hanging off my titty. And <laughs> it's it, Been there, I, mate. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's got a good grip. Right. right, so you're in town, doing your speak. How would the, uh, the talk go? Because I saw your images on social media. You had some... Uh, so like, for those of you who've never seen Paul talk, uh, he has uh, some graphic images of his injuries from his shark attack that go along with, uh, with, go along with, his, um, with his presentation. And uh, yeah, they were HD as fuck, dude. That was yeah. pretty, pretty graphic. How, yeah. how did people respond? I've had... Uh, so <clears throat> I've, up until now, I've had 58 people pass out in audiences um 55 men the most i've had in one go i did a launch for microsoft 10 and six guys passed out all at the same time uh, <laughs> and no one in the in this year so far which is good because i thought it was funny to begin with but then it's it's so hard to get the audience's attention back when they all want to know who's passed out and what's going on that's, with them so that's it's, a really good point i've actually i've had to jump off stage before and go and run over and do first aid well, that's, that must have got people moist. Yeah. Well, Microsoft said it was the best conference they'd ever had. Yeah. So <laughs> You were slipping around on the floor in there. It was so, so moist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, talking, um, you know, like I don't know anything about the financial industry, but that's not what I talk about. You know, everyone... I know that they're really honest, straight up guys. Well, uh, something, something that I know about them is they never do anybody wrong. No, never. They're, they're Created out, zero financial crises. Best interest. Yeah, I saw... Um, I got an American Express um, British Airways card pop up on my Instagram stories yesterday. So they're obviously, tar- you know, they're using the targeted ads. Yeah. Because I use British Airways, they got that pop up. And it's like, use this card to go to your next adventure. And I was like, I've had that card before. And my adventure was crippling debt and wanting to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That adventure had its ups, it, it had its ups as well as its downs. But I'm not in a rush to get a piece of plastic that's going to want me, make me want to kill myself again. Yeah, so no. Like, yeah, I'll give a... You know, so you failed on that one, British Airways marketing team. If, on the other hand, you want to sell me some black arms that I can yeah. all my views with, <laughs> yeah. that's something I'd be interested in. I think uh, just medium lifestyle is much better than extreme highs and extreme lows. Just live within your means. It's a, it is, man. Yeah, it's much safer well, on your mentality. Thing is, is like back in that period, I was, I really wasn't someone who used to think about the future at all. I was cause I was still in that squaddy thing of being like, oh, I'll living day to day. I'll be dead one day. Yeah, and then that's great for doing some things. Like it'll make you get up off your ass and go and like fuck. It. And someone be like, hey, do you want to go for, to Thailand for three weeks? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Living day to day. Yep. But the downside of that kind of lifestyle is, you know, especially if you don't understand finance, which I didn't, and I dare say most squaddies do not. Um, like if there's one thing, future guess, if I could go back and do like a what's his name, fucking Kyle Reese going back in time to save John Connor, it would be to save me about like financial stuff. It would be like, dude, there's this thing called APR and it's going to fuck you. I would ooh, what's APR? It doesn't sound, <laughs> doesn't sound very scary. It's fucking terrifying. I still don't really understand finances fully now, to be honest, except that it scares, it scares yeah, me. Yeah, I just don't. I yeah. don't get into debt. I well, no, as, as you shouldn't, because let's be honest, mate, what reason is there for a squaddy to get into debt? Buy cars, buy homes, but buying a home is good debt. It's not a bad debt to buy a home, yeah, but and, and using fair, a credit card no, many, is a bad many, idea. I was say, how many lads did you know that got into debt to buy homes? Well, how, um, compared to the amount that got into debt 
to buy an extra spoiler for the car. Yeah, I have no idea. We we don't really talk about that amongst ourselves. How much debt are you in this week? Well, yeah, but it's not so much the debt, is it? It's more the I know you earn seventeen grand a year, <laughs> yeah. and this car costs thirty. And like the because one of the ones that's like always used to make me laugh was guys would get a car that the insurance would be like three grand a year. Yeah, well, I, some of the guys had side jobs I didn't know about. Like, I had really? mates in the Navy with the clearance divers that were working as male gigolos on the side, and they were making bulk cash. Yeah, but they were dirty slappers. I mean, I know some of the drug dealers, but again, that's yeah, not that too. I just had a mate go to go to jail. He got caught with uh, thirty-five million dollars worth of uh, crystal meth wow. back home. I was waiting to idiot. see what you said then to see if this was something that we were going to be like support this guy on or not. No, no. Well, he's a really good friend of mine. He's a good-hearted guy. It's that old story where like a lot of stuff was going bad for him within his family. He invested poorly, got into a lot of debt, and this was he. One of the other guys from the navy was into this alternate lifestyle of drugs and Lamborghinis and all this crap, and he, you know, went down the bad road tr- route trying to rectify things by you know short short term gains and just now he's in prison for and, and, a very long time and such is the problem with debt mate and this is my thing with like APR and all that shit you know I joke about it but I'm dead serious with compounding interest once you get behind the fucking uh, the, but once you get behind on payments you ne- it's the, the catch up game from there is really high if you miss a couple then the, the compound interest builds up and it does lead to people to do reckless things absolutely uh, but whether that be oh you know what I'll put the money on the horses and I'll get it back or you know I'll just do this one thing I'll just do this one thing and you, but oh, you only how many how many movies have been made about that put it all on black many movies many many and they movies. never ever turn out right no they don't but then the movie be shit if it did yeah to be fair you know speaking as a professional in the uh, entertainment such arena. a such a mirror <laughs> reflection of life <laughs> yeah but mate to be fair like I, I've always fucking said this you know like uh, we talked I've talked about it on one of my recent podcasts that um, you know, like your mates, there's a reason that there's a reason that prisons now have their own. Some prisons, the newer prisons now, have their own veteran wings, because a, a lot of people think that. Um, well, why are there's why is there a lot of veterans in um, prison? As a, you know, as a percentage, oh, it must be because they got PTSD and stuff. A lot of the time, it's just because they've um, they've come out with debt. They don't know how to manage money, and it's those they need to make big paydays. And then you get caught, you know, you get And you have a certain set of skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have a certain set of skills. And it's not, you know, necessarily anything to do with what you've seen on tour or PTSD or anything. It's a lot of it comes down to money. It's like quite often the reason people commit crimes is money. And that's no different to squaddies than it is to, I don't know, Liam Neeson or fucking, (laughs) name me another actor. (laughs) Antonio Banderas. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Why why am I blanking on actors? Um... Joker comes out next week. I'm excited for that. It's a shame you're not around and we go and watch it. Anyway, let's get back on to what you've been doing in um, with the talks, with the work. You've had Shark Week since we last talked. How'd that go? Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, it Sweet was amazing. Swag. Discovery sexy Discovery swag. nearly killed me again twice. I think we spoke about one one part of it on you the last show. The blood one? Yeah, where we drained the blood. And I, I can't I can't remember if we spoke Just about shark wreck as well. It's been a few it's been a few episodes <clears throat> since. Uh, and so I know our, les- our listeners are all heavy drinkers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but about the memory span of me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so three three new shows this year for me. Uh, the first one that aired was a two hour movie that we shot in four days in the Bahamas with a bunch of comedians. Uh, we had uh, Joel McHale. Damon Wayans Jr., Anthony Anderson, Adam Devine, 
and Rob Riggle. Really cool. Marine Corps veteran. Yep, yep. Really, he gave me one of his challenge coins. Um, nice. Really nice guy, really great crew. Product Two different production companies, Woolpack and Anomaly Entertainment. Really great experience working with a bunch of my friends as well. So, <clears throat> And what stemmed from that is uh, we're going into uh, waiting for a green light on my own series because I guess they saw that how well I dealt with the celebrities and interacted with them and... Um, basically just worked on my days off you know i'm on screen talent i'm not expected to do anything except be on camera and talk shit and deal with sharks but on my days off i'm there i'm holding the lights and i'm working as a grip and i'm doing this and that i'm just helping out because i I love doing it Mm. and i guess they saw that and they just said hey let's do a series together so we created this series um it's called survive the night i can't really say too much about it because it's waiting for a green light from discovery channel but uh if so it does, is it you has been poking around my fucking house? Did you unwittingly get me to sign something when we were shit faced? Yeah, exactly. But uh, so we did that. It came out uh, first night. That was amazing. Um, and then the second one was Laws of Jaws two, and we discussed that. That was where we were testing some commonly believed shark myths and and testing some survival tactics for shark just give us a couple of shark myths then before we go well the one we tested was uh one that i personally tested was does human blood attract sharks right does it so well i i drained a half a liter of my blood out of my arm in an iv bag jumped off the back of the boat (laughs) with in 25 feet of water with uh tiger sharks bull sharks hammerheads and lemon sharks so 20 meters away from the boat pulled out a knife Ripped the bag open, so I'm engulfed in a plume of my own blood, and the sharks did nothing. Right? Nothing. And my friend was like, well, yeah, sure, but you knew you were safe because you tested it before. You obviously put blood in the water before you got in there. And I just looked at it like, yeah, that would have been a really great idea. But no, we actually didn't. We uh, it wouldn't have been very Shark Week of us, would it? No. So, so hang, on, hang, on, hang on, though. But then on. they threw well, fish blood mean? in was the you... water and I swam through that. Right. And then they went predatory and I had right. to fend off the sharks to get to the boat. Because what I was going to say is, right, why was your friend pissed off that they didn't rip you apart? I, don't, I think you need <laughs> yeah. to look up definition of friend here, mate. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so... If that is, if that's that's the case, then where do you reckon that myth? Where does that myth come from? Is that is it just from TV? Like someone put it in a story and it's come from that? Yeah, I think it's like many things. It's it? probably come from um, a quote out of Jaws, or it's come from um, situations where sharks have been attracted to something else, but we've thought it's to the blood. Uh, for example, spearfishermen. Um, a lot of people know that the once you shoot a fish. The, the thrashing of the fish creates these low-frequency um, thrums that, that the sharks pick up on the lateral lines of their body. They pick up the electromagnetic signature through the ampullae of Lorenzini, which is the, the tiny little gel sacs the sharks have under their Sounds nose. Like a musician. Yeah. <laughs> so they pick up that, but what they don't know is even when you're spearfishing and you're not hitting fish, the sharks are so in tune to the sound of that rubber getting flicked or the metal pinging off the rocks when you miss the fish, right. even that will attract them in. Right. So we tested that yeah, out as well. that's because they know there's going to be 
there's going to be dead fish around. Well, either they know there's going to be dead fish around. It's a sound that um, they know is associated with humans killing dead fish, or it's the, that low-frequency thrum, that sound of the, the so, rubber snapping. So that low-frequency thrum is one of your next challenges going to be to fill your pockets with vibrators and jump into the water, because I definitely think that would be an interesting one. Well, pockets aren't where vibrators go, so why would I do that? Okay, because there's children that listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. You're coming on the next trip and you're holding the Fucking vibrators right, and they're not, not in your pockets. I'm not being IC vibrator, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much. Although, <laughs> saying that, I do all you It's for not this a week. weekend after yeah, all. I, I do all you for this arm. So. <laughs> Go on then, fair one. Uh, yeah, so we did that one. Um, and then the next show, we did uh, Shark Wrecked 2, where me and uh, James Glancy, British SBS bloke, uh, bailed out of a, a tiny ass plane at. 15,000 feet directly into the ocean of the South Pacific, into the world's second biggest shark sanctuary, and survived two days, two nights, no food or water. Um, he's, he's not here. You sure he's all right? Yeah. <laughs> he's actually at, uh, what they call it, Wild Screen or Wild something. Yeah, I think he's up. Uh, I saw, I saw he's in, he's in the States at the moment. Yeah, I think he's in Yosemite, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the parachute into the water and the survival, you know, survival sucks. I hate it. Like, you either. Hang on, clarify what you mean. Do you mean surviving sucks? Or? No, just, yeah, just surviving doesn't suck, but going through the survival sequences sucks. Um, I'm not a survival expert by any means. Like, I, all I know I is how know, to deal with a circum- good fucking job of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how to deal with situations that are put in front of me pretty well by just using common sense and a little bit of ingenuity. Uh, but drifting through the ocean, there's really not much you can do. Uh, and it really sucks. Like, it's just, mostly it's just really fucking boring yeah like the long nights in pitch black where you can't see anything and there's sharks around you that really sucks but i i the worst part was the practice jump when um so i i literally got my free fall license the week completed it the week before we we shot this Uh, i did it at lake elsinore in california um and the production paid for it which was awesome they paid for a parachute which is the only reason i did the show because i swore black and blue i'd never do shark wrecked again but they just roped me in and yeah, that got me. So that was that was a horrifying experience, the practice jump, because it was me, it was James, it was a bloke from the Red Devils um, and we had this tiny little plane and the plan was we were going to do the practice jumps out over the jungle, land in at the international airport, which is in Palau, which is a very, very quiet international airport, so we didn't have to worry too much. But... Um, the, we had to get the the jump master out onto the wheel holding onto the wing strut because we couldn't all fit in the door. So he started getting out. Me and James shuffle our butts into the door. Legs, legs are hanging over the edge, looking down into the jungle. And all of a sudden, the jump master just falls. And I'm like, what the? F- we weren't supposed to go. Like, we're nowhere near where we're supposed to jump out yet. And so I look at James, we both have the same idea, and he's holding onto my shoulder strap onto, on my right side with his left hand. We just both roll out together. And the plan is we're holding onto each other. We've got cameras all over us, and we're going to film each other, you know, descending yeah. quite you know, controlled. But because we've bailed out so quickly, we've got into this crazy tumble and spin. And so we hold on to each other for about five, ten seconds, just cannot stop spinning so we nodded each other let go and you can see on his head cam i just disappear cartwheeling through the air and it was <laughs> I, I i don't remember it like that i don't know but it just on camera looking at it looked fucking like a mission impossible movie <laughs> and so i can't get control 
I've never been in a spin this hard before. We're nowhere near the drop zone. And I'm just thinking I cannot release my canopy until I stop this spin or I'm going to get wrapped up like a burrito and then I'm going to be salsa on the ground. And so all I can do, all I know to do, what they've trained me to do is assume the position. You know, back arched as much as you can, your arms out at 90 degrees, your legs back and just relaxed. And I'm doing it and I'm not stopping spinning. And I'm just going just in a tumble, uncontrollably, freaking out. The alarm in my helmet is going off because, to tell me that my I've just passed my um, pull altitude mm. and I can't get control. And so all, it's all I can do. And, and my heart is racing. Gripping the I'm, table here, mate. I'm terrified because I don't know what else to do. And if this, assuming my yeah. position isn't going to stop me, then I'm fucking dead. And all of a sudden, I start to slow down and I stop. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I reach to, to pull my parachute, but I look at where I'm going and it's all blue. And I'm thinking, hang on, how did I get over the ocean? Uh, but it, there's something wrong with the color. And I'm like, hang on, that's not the ocean. And I take, <laughs> I take my right, I've got my weightlifting arm on with the big steel hook. Right. And so I take that and I punch my right palm and that flips me over yeah. 100, 180 degrees. There's the jungle below me. Right way way closer than it's supposed to be yeah. so i instantly grab my my ripcord pull it out throw the parachute and stop and fucking it just rips all the air out of me and i'm yelling you can hear me on uh, on the camera it's actually not on the show though and so then we've got to get from where we are all the way across the jungle well, to no, the no, airport no, you haven't talked about the landing yet that's what i mean we haven't even like we're so far from the drop oh, zone right. james is below me because he's got a smaller parachute so he's coming in he's he's like you know sbs so he's done heaps of jumps this is the first jump i've ever done outside of my course the oh, max cool. the max wind i've ever jumped in is 14 knots on the drop zone is 22 knot winds we've got the the runway on one side the little grass strip where we've got to land and on the other side of that is a barbed wire fence off a cliff into a jungle nice yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I survived that. I've got to get back to the job zone, and ter- like we've got no time to waste. We're basically just beelining it straight to the base of the runways, so we can turn around and land into the wind. Um, so I I pass James. I lose track of him. Uh, at one point, I'm tracking the dirt roads into the jungle because he looks like he's going to land in the jungle. He doesn't look like he's going to make it, but I start setting up for my landing. So I lose track of him, and so I, I finally get there. I turn into the wind. And I'm at a standstill because the wind is so strong that my parachute and I will not go forward. At one point, I looked down and I was moving backwards away from my drop zone towards the buildings of the airport. And I'm freaking out. How the fuck am I going to do this? And eventually it lets up. I'm like 400 feet. The wind lets up. I start coming down, but I'm still basically going straight down. And the wind is pushing me slightly to the right into this barbed wire fence towards the cliff. And so I, I half pull down, I half flare on my left toggle to try and steer me a little bit to the left. And, and it balances me out. And I come down and I fucking land on my feet. Nice. And then my parachute picks up the wind and pulls me backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, so and that's I, how he lost the other leg. <laughs> so I let go of the toggle. I grab the toggle that's in my, my weightlifting arm hook and just reef it down and collapse the parachute about 10 feet before it hits the barbed wire fence. And I was like, how the 
fuck did I do that? This Man, is, what I want to know is what happened to Jumpmaster? Is he, is he all right? He, he tore a tendon in his elbow. Stupid yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Red Devils, whatever. Yeah. Uh, James had to fly over a parked cargo plane. He actually had to lift his legs up to get oh over one of the wings. God. Yeah, so he didn't land anywhere near the drop zone, but he landed safe on the, like, the airport grounds. Yeah. Jesus Christ, mate. Yeah, it was it's oh, fucking dangerous. Mate. Jumping out of a plane, you never, you'd never think of this, but it's pretty dangerous. Like, to be fair... Like, that's why a lot of people don't do it it's well, like swimming with sharks mate, to be, I, I, pay, I paid to do it as, a, as when I was in university I paid to do it now mate <laughs> look, but I've got finger marks in this fucking <laughs> in this very nice table I have to say um, from that fucking we story. might have and to get nude in here soon man it's freaking hot it is It is hot in here we can't turn the AC on because it'll create noise we can't well there's no AC in here anyway oh shit honest, okay oh, we might have so to nude up burp. well mate we can always just make a short podcast I mean fuck the listeners what do they ever do for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well luckily we've got hey, cold beer do you hear that bet none of you even crying about the fact that Paul nearly crashed in that fence so that sounded <laughs> fun mate like, yeah so that was good it was a, it was a, a good year for us um, just waiting for uh, Discovery Channel to let me know how they're going to try and kill me next year. Really? So, do you come up with the ideas of, of how to kill yourself, or is it their ideas? No, it's mostly their ideas. Mm. I do get some input. So, it's a drinking implement now. There I've you got go. It. There you go. It's like mm. drinking out of a horn, or it a, is. No, I've got it. Give me the fucking horn. It's the modern day Vikings holding your, horn. Holding your hand. This is nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're two meters apart. I guess to still hold your hand. <laughs> Yeah. So these are the benefits people don't think about when they go and get eaten by a shark. Hey, I can take my rubber foot salt out if you want to drink it. I do like I do like a little game of footsie, mate. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> the, the, the fucking producer will just walk in here, I just be sat with different body parts on me. Yeah. Uh, me with no pants do, on and one leg. Well, no, what, what you should have done is just like got the body parts and just like cut like and then laid you in the corner with a blanket over you and a bunch of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Give the poor girl a heart attack. Yes. Oh, we didn't tell you what this podcast was. It's the Dismemberment podcast. Um, right. So what? what um, so the Shark Week movie, the one with Rob Riggle, how'd that go? Because I, I haven't seen that, mate. I need to see that. Mixed reviews. Um, Mixed some reviews. Pe- yeah, what, some, by cunts. So, <laughs> some people really loved it, but and some people hated it. Some Why people. Hate it? Um, it was. It was. There was too much to fun and comedy. Not enough shark science. Some people hated Rob Riggle. Oh, boo! Um, the comedy film had comedy in it. Yeah. Well, it's you know I, I, I don't know if we said this last time, but it's not Shark Science Week. It's not Shark Documentary Week. It's yeah. Shark Week. You know, it's supposed to be fun. And the reason we have these celebrities on is to try and attract a whole new audience that might otherwise not have watched Shark Week. Yeah. And then we get to draw them in with this fun and this comedy. And they're still sharks. Like, I still took them diving with all these crazy sharks. It was really awesome. Um, and then, you know, at the start of the year, I took Will Smith diving with tiger sharks. Uh, I actually got bitten this year for the first time. You're not supposed to tell people that's bad for sharks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I w- was hand-feeding sharks, but... It was, uh, I took Al Roker from... Veteran um, State of Mind does not condone hand-feeding sharks. But Paul DeGelder does. Unless, yeah, I was going to say, unless it's going to get you some top-shelf lady. Or man, if you want that. Whatever you want. But as long as it has to be top-shelf. But yeah. So, go on, tell us about the bite then. Uh, It was for Shark Week publicity. And I was taking Al Roker, (laughs) who is... He's a host on, I think it's Today Show, or Today Something, uh, in America. And so I took him down for a shark dive, and they said he's a, a like he's a, a an experienced diver. So I was like, cool, no worries. And then we got in the water, and he just started drifting 
backwards <laughs> like his tank was too heavy for him and he was george clooney and his space suits just starting to drift off into space and i was like okay this guy doesn't that's, know what the, the fuck he's doing to the world's most terrible movie ever <laughs> gravity gravity most terrible movie ever. <laughs> so i'm thinking all right i gotta keep an eye on him and then you know he was on his knees and all of a sudden he just lifted off the ground and started drifting sideways so i had to grab him again but uh i was they were filming and i was demonstrating the sharks and demonstrating hand feeding and i they it was just I shouldn't really have been tempting it too much. I should have used a pole, but they always use poles there. But me and the, the, the feeder were both feeding by hand and ripped out a fish. Um, and I was I was being very careful to begin with. And I was just letting the fish go pretty quickly and letting the sharks eat it up because they were just being too aggressive, too predatory. And then I'm thinking, okay, we got to get at least a good clip of me hand feeding. So I pulled out a bit, of, looked around, like, no, no sharks right, no sharks left, no sharks behind me. Okay, there's one coming in. I pulled out a bit of fish and I held it in front of me and I wanted to get it just under the shark's nose. So I held, held on just that little bit too long and it had a burst of power, like an instantaneous just flick and it grabbed my hand with the fish in it. Mm-hmm. And instantaneously I had a millisecond of panic, like a millisecond flashback, which I've never had before. And then it went away and my training kicked back in and I just relaxed and I let the shark swim with my hand in its mouth and then it opened its mouth, I pulled it back out and it swallowed the fish and it swam away. It was the first first and only time I've ever worn chainmail gloves. All right, right, I have a question. You realize you have a prosthetic arm that you could have held the fish in. Yeah, I can't take that underwater. Well, what? there must be something you can take underwater. Yeah, I could probably use... Hand. I could use one of the old-styled um, hooks that has the shoulder harness that opens and closes it, uh, but I don't have one. Um, but I was using... Anyone got the shoulder <laughs> harness? Or, I right, you can't be losing your other hand, mate. No, I know. That's what all my friends say. They're just like, you're a fucking idiot. You've yeah. only got one <laughs> hand left. <laughs> you're, you're feeding Damn sharks. Fine with fine looking idiot, but nearly all the same. <laughs> Why are you tempting fate, asshole? It's not tempting fate. You're tempting a fucking big shark. But to be honest, man, it did give me uh, a second of pause because I've been tempting fate for uh, quite a few years now and it really did make me think, okay, you're not invincible. If you didn't have that chainmail glove on, yeah. that shark would have ripped your hand apart. I'm just picturing you swimming though, like dressed like a knight templar with all <laughs> <like, laughs> chainmail on. Um, right, what well, I was going to say, mate, it's like, it's fucking hot in here. So like, listeners, I'm telling you right now, I'm afraid that we're going to have to cut this podcast short today because it's fucking Baron Von Red. Just get nude, bro. Here. Just getting used. Well, actually, you know what? Do you want to tell? Because I never knew this until you told me. Tell tell people about your overheating thing. Because this is a really interesting thing about amputees that I never really thought about before. Well, I don't know if it's I everyone. Think it's good, it's good bro- mate. This podcast is built on bro science. So just go for it. <laughs> yeah, all right. So the science is in and people... Mate, the fucking science. The, the fucking right, science is in, eh? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Finally, it was Victoria Bitter. Oh, um, so I overheat. I don't... Like, I didn't know why. I just sweat constantly all the time i'm hot i'm out here in england in blistering cold weather and gez is wearing a jacket and long pants and it's windy and he wants to sit in the in the lee behind something so we can eat our lunch because it was too cold i'm in shorts and t-shirts and i'm like what's wrong man it's like i just am so hot and i did ask a doctor once and he said it's because I don't have an amputees. We don't have as much skin as we did before. And our skin is our air conditioning unit. And you've presumably still got, your body's still producing the same amount of blood, right? 
I doubt it because we really? don't have. We don't, well, that's, I, I was just I was just trying to make myself feel better for why your arms always look fucking pumped. Oh, uh, did there you go. See. <laughs> Come on, mate. I promise you a compliment. Right, hang on. I got a, I got a, I this actually ties in with the old fucking army stuff, right? My mate showed me an article where they're like, oh, we can't understand why we've got so many heat casualties now. It's like, really? The only bit of skin that you've got showing when you're on tour now is like your fucking lips. Right? <laughs> and you, you're like, carrying vastly yeah, more but, weight than yeah, traditional every, shoulder, yeah, soldiers have ev- ever carried. Everything's, everything's covered. I think it was a Marine Corps article, I think. It was like, everything's covered. You've got to have gloves on. You've got, like, you can't even have heat escaping from your fucking eyeballs because you've got the <laughs> eye protection on. Literally, almost everything, apart from a couple of little inches on your face, everything is covered. Yeah. And, like, if a fucking, if a body armor plate is designed to stop a fucking a PKM round, it's definitely not going to let out fucking heat. Hell no. So, it's no wonder that fucking, even if you're operating in that stuff in a cold environment, of course you've got fucking heat casualty risks. Mm. Of course you have. And I think, like, the thing is about as well is, like, and, you know, people, like, a, a good example of this, and it's, like, a tragic fucking example, is um, when people die on, um, people die doing marathons, people die, uh, people die on SAS selection, you know, during the tabbing thing. They're not wearing helmet or body armor, but they die in a, a lot of the time of, uh, heat, you know, heat exhaustion, this kind of thing. Because we don't know when to quit. We do, well, we do, exactly, mate. Because you're not the mentality of people who are going to go, oh, I feel dizzy. You're going to stop. We're going to go, shut the fuck up, you cunt. We're pushing through this. That's the yeah. inner monologue's going to be, we're fucking going until we die. And unfortunately, some people do. Um, but yeah, it's so the thing is, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe that, or maybe all that extra protection will, will stop you having casualties of some kinds. But then there is going to be that trade-off of then you are going to have heat casualties. And those heat casualties can be fatal. Like, you well, can die just, from the heat as much as you can. For the the military needs to invest more money into the science of cooling technologies, such, such as the, the materials they're using for the camis. Yeah. There, are, there are cooling technology um, materials that you can make these clothes out of, especially if you well, look at the Bedouin monks, the monks, the Bedouin that live out there with the, the loose layers. The man dresses. Yeah. Right, here's the thing, mate, right? Who is, in the whole universe, who's the greatest predator that ever lived? The predator. The predator. How much clothes are he wearing? Fucking None. fishnet stockings. Yeah. <laughs> fishnet stockings. That's it. We're I'm bringing it back. I'm telling you, fishnet right, stockings. next time we go to Afghanistan, because it's going to happen, we're going to go back there. I want fishnet stockings. Uh-huh. Full face masks. Full face masks. Fishnet stockings. I'm not really sure how that works. Mind you, it's protection yeah. against IDs. He's got the face mask. You know what? I think that's going to strike more terror into the hearts of the the people we're fighting against if they think there's a gay pride parade with guns coming at them <laughs> well i mean it's good it's either going to do one of two things they're going to run or they're going to be very invigorated to fight against us or they may be very invigorated in their penises as yeah. well because i know that you know it's what's funny about that place man so who, all, who are we fighting next you reckon fucking afghans again mate we're, Brit- we're great britain we have a fight against afghanistan every fucking 50 <laughs> years we lose them all you don't it's, it's, it's like it's like britain and germany it's, it's really it's like britain and germany in the football Oh, Britain and Germany, England and Germany. Who am I kidding? It's not I thought it was England and Australia. England and Australia. That's the other football. No, that's cricket, that is. No, so you, yeah. Your definition of football is different to mine. Footy. Footy. Footy mate. Um, right, hang on. Not right. China? Not China. not Korea? Nah, that's never going to happen, mate. Never going to happen. China? It's really? Not, it's not going to happen, mate. They're too rich. It's not going to happen. They right. own everyone well, it's anyway. It's not in anybody's interest. It's not in anybody's interest to have that happen. Since when has 
anybody's interests come into it. Because it's I'm more talking, about I'm, pride I'm than anything about, else. No, it's not, mate. It's in the elitist interest. Oh, it's in the elite, look. When you and me go for a beer later, I'm gonna fucking get my whiteboard out <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking show you why it's in the elitist interest. And it's not in the elitist interests to have war. It's in the elitist interests to send people like you and me to places like Afghanistan to so shoot, they can make to, money to off shoot weapons. a bunch of farmers so they can make money off weapons and they fucking they're back in the heroin trade and give me my whiteboard I need my fucking yeah, but that's why we go to war. Right, if we're gonna do Japan doesn't go to war for money; they go for national pride. No, they didn't, mate. They, they, mate, you're falling into the same propaganda trap as everybody <laughs> else. They were doing it for power, same as anyone does anything, right? Why am, t- why am that's, I? That's t- I, I put pride and power under the same thing. Well, yeah, it is, but it's not about national pride. Mate. National pride is a tool used by the elitists to get what they want. All right, this is gonna. This is a whole other podcast. You're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and I need my whiteboard. All right. I gotta have my whiteboard to illustrate these these points. Um, hey, you know what? Actually, I was talking I was talking to my mum yesterday, and she said she's. I, you know, what? I had one of those moments where my mum looks at me with with like, "Oh, you you're not actually an absolute fucktard after all. You actually have a brain." In those words. All right. Yeah. Well, pr- no, you can see that that's the look that passes over her face. So, um, right here's the thing. Right, I was thinking the other day. I thought got a lot of people, including like 16 year old girl. Who is a lot of people? She's she's makes a lot of people mad. Anyway, there's a 16 year old girl and a lot of other people worried about climate change and stuff. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, that's great. We should be worried about climate change. But I thought, you know what? We should be worried about first and foremost <coughs> all the time. It should always be preventing war. That should always be the first and foremost thing. Because and here's my thinking, right? Let's say that today every single country in the world goes, all right, we're going to do this climate change stuff. We're going to stop. We're going to do renewable energy, all that kind of thing. But then in four years' time, there's a war right because we've neglected other things or like that climate change thing one country goes to war over another for whatever reason all right well one country uh, now is not making any money out of oil and gas yeah, and all that exactly, so they're poor exactly, and now they need more power e- so exactly mate because as much it's as it's a I, delicate as, balance exactly mate as much as i hate it the current system has kept the middle east in a certain amount of check and i was like i don't agree with it all the principles behind it but we haven't had the fact is we haven't had the world war for what we now 70 years right we haven't had one whereas the last the, the last two were 20 years apart and then when they might not have been world wars behind that but they were major state on state wars like every 20 years yeah and we haven't had one for 70 so there's some things are going right all right let's just say that some things are going right if there is a war a major war between state on state what do you reckon that's going to do for the climate change people aren't going to go oh hang on we gotta watch our carbon emissions so we're only going to have one armor division and they're only going to move two miles a day and every for every mile they move we're going to plant a thousand trees it's not going to happen is it no. it's going to go totally out the fucking window so people out there if you believe in climate change this is a camera moment if you believe in camera camera change if you believe in climate change believe in peace because and and that means peace by any means which may include violence which sounds paradoxical but it's the fucking truth or we could just be at peace for peace's sake. No, but mate, that's that's, we, that's we, a wrong way to look at it. No, no, we don't actually want peace. We want climate change no, no. for peace. I agree. With, <laughs> I agree with being no at peace. peace for peace's sake. I agree. I agree with being at peace for peace's sake. All it takes for everyone to be at peace at every level is everyone just says to themselves today, "I am not going to be a cunt." That's all it takes. You stop being a cunt. If I want to punch someone, I don't punch someone. Yeah, if okay. a country that's all it takes and one country like I think we send you into peace negotiations with ISIS yeah, mate, and Al Qaeda and see well, how you and, go and it, yeah but here's the problem mate as I've said before on this podcast it only takes a couple of cunts to ruin it for everybody else that well, is that's standard that is the great tragedy of the fucking world mate because the majority of this what well, we got 7 billion people on this planet mm-hmm, yep. I'm telling you at least 6 billion are good people I'll put a fucking Gaz Jones 
bottom dollar on that right now. Most people on this planet are good fucking people. Most people who, are just trying to get by. Yeah, but most people, like, if you went to most people and said, like, look, all right, mate, here's the thing. You got downgrade from a Range Rover to another kind of car, but that means that this family in Indonesia are going to be able to upgrade to not dying at 32 years old. You'd go, all right. Most people would do that. But there's some people who go, like, look, here's the thing, mate. Instead of having 90 billion, you're going to have 80. And they'll say... Get to fuck. And if you do that, I'm pulling all my fucking resources out of your country. There's a bunch of fucking cunts out there, basically. There's a bunch of fucking bastards out. Oh, mate. Here's the thing, right? If you were a billionaire, <laughs> do you reckon you'd keep the money or do you reckon you'd give it out? Because here's the thing. If you do become a billionaire, I don't want you to give it all away because I want us to have a super yacht. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I want a super yacht. A solar I want you to have a super yacht. yacht I can, I'm never going to have a super yacht, so I need, I'm putting my faith in you. Oh, shit. That's, uh, mate, that's a lot of pressure. Well, it is a lot of pressure, mate. But I'm just being honest that I want things like super yachts. I'm not saying yeah, that. But it's got to be solar powered. Mate, it's got to be super. Chicks would love that. Yeah. They love that. Solar anyway, powered bubble baths. Right, we're getting off skis. topic here, mate. I'm going on to one of my rants. I'm Bro, I'm just following you. Right, okay. Bring out, the, bring out the questions. Bring out the questions. Bring oh, them out. The questions? Right, thanks you. you thank you. You sent them to me. Yeah, well, I did right. I sent them to you because we were recording on my All right. Uh, thank you for people who submitted the questions. Mate, I'm all fired up. I was sweaty before. Now I'm absolutely moist. What's all right? So, uh, welcome back to the D. Welcome back to the dick. Welcome back to the dick. I don't know if dick. that's like the end of it or like it's got dot, dot, dot after it. That's This is the person that sent it in. So, I don't know if it's like welcome back to. Oh, that's from, uh, the, that's from, the, welcome, that's from Chris. The, welcome the back depth to the, or? That's from Chris. Welcome back to the dark side. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Don't read <laughs> on, the usernames. On my screen, that. it just says welcome because back I to didn't the ask, dick. I didn't ask for people to read out the usernames if permission. So, right. let's just assume we don't. But a shout out Chris because he's a loyal listener of the show. All so, right. so what's the biggest shark you've been in the water with? I think it's uh, when I shot Return to the Isle of Jaws with Andy. We went to the the most southern and western point of Australia, and we dropped a cage with him and I in it to 110 feet, which is what uh, it's about 40 meters. And we got out of the cage with uh, I think at one point there were seven 14 foot male great white sharks. 14 foot. That's, yeah. That's so like, I could what, only see uh, 14 foot divided by three. So fucking hell, mate! Don't look at me. I was in the fucking infantry. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, shit! Hang on, let me go and ask someone. So it's about th- it's about three and a half meters. Fuck. Yeah, big mate, big know, that males. Is like one corner of this room to the other, right? Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. So on the way down, we counted seven, oh but I could only saw. F- I, I had a, a, a little GoPro with me, and Andy had this big camera, big red digital that he uses to film to, your death. Well, to, he uses it one for filming, and the other one, it's a good barrier for him to push away the sharks when they get too close. Jesus I had a, I had a GoPro on a stick. <laughs> I was uh, putting a lot of faith in Andy's decision to get out of the cage. Uh, so I only had like three within my vision at any one time. So I could see three great white sharks all at once. I don't know where the rest of them were. There was massive stingrays swimming around next to them. Um, and we spent probably 10 minutes at that depth, most of the time probably 10, 15 meters away from the cage. So that was probably one of the best dives I've ever done and also the biggest, scariest sharks. I have a question. How much is your life insurance policy? I don't have one. You are a fucking mad cunt. Mad cunt, mate. And I mean that with all due respect. And also, all due worry. I don't, you know, I've taken you into my life, mate. I'm worried about you. <laughs> all right, next question. Next uh, question. Uh, next question, all right. We are going to... Fire him up. 
What is his opinion on other foreign military forces like the English and American Army? All right, first of all, it's not the fucking English Army. It's the British, British. Army. All right, uh, but thanks for the question. I, I've never worked with them, either of them. Well, hang on, you got one of the best-looking ones in the, like sitting across from you. Well, I didn't work with you, though. I didn't know you oh, when you, you were in the military. you worked with me, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've only worked with the British uh, clearance divers. We spent four weeks in Malaysia together with the Singaporeans and Malaysians and the Kiwis. Um, the officer was the biggest cunt there. He basically what, sat the on... The English one? The English one, Because yeah. I knew he was English, see? I just yeah. knew that. He, no he literally me. sat on the front porch of his little tuk-tuk hut the whole time reading his book while all of his boys were working. What was he reading? Was it Brothers in Arms by Gareth Jones? Yeah, probably. Brothers in Arms by Gareth Jones. But uh, <laughs> all, all the the British lads, fucking amazing, worked their asses off, same as the Kiwi, same as everyone except for that English officer. Uh, even our officers were out in the baking hot sun in Malaysia. Like We spent eight hours out in unprotected rubber dinghies doing mine searches of the, the harbour and stuff. And it was just relentless heat. Uh, so yeah, really good. That, that's really the only time I've worked with the um, the Brits or the Americans. Um, I think we did one small exercise. I, I just don't have enough. So I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. As far as I know, from my friends, from the limited experience I have, they're all fucking awesome. I'm going to jump on it, and I'm just going to say that I find American Marine Corps guys are pretty much interchangeable to, in a lot of ways with British guys. So are the Aussie guys... Shout out our mate Drew. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, the Kiwi guys, Aussie guys. I find that like we're very kind of interchangeable in our in our, our ethos, in our attitudes, yeah. uh, in the way that we take shits and showers. I think Drew's overseas right now. Uh, I think he's, he's in Afghanistan. Back. Oh, he just got back. Yeah, he's le- but he's leaving the states anyway. Uh, oh, that's right. He's going back to Australia. Drew's personal yeah. life. Uh, all right. <laughs> so next question. Because he's the kind of guy who would shoot me in the face. Did he have to change wanking hands when the shark took his other? Thank Absolutely. You Thank you for this question, Mum. Absolutely. <laughs> I really did. I had to change my my everything hand. I had to learn to write left-handed, do up my shoelaces left-handed, everything. What was the thing though when you were lying in the like? What what came into your mind first? Was it I'm gonna have to learn to write with my left hand, or was it I'm gonna have to learn to wank with my left hand? Dude, it as was a, as a man. There was two things. It was I'm gonna lose my career, and I'm never gonna have a girlfriend again. Oof, man, that's heavy. You just fucking took this down a notch, didn't you? Hey, bro, you asked for you asked. I asked about it. wanking. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that I was terrified. I was terrified of losing my career, and I was terrified of being looked at as less than a man, and that really fucked me up. But you know what? It also that I used that fear to drive me uh, to not allow that to happen. So what did I do? I got out. I trained my fucking ass off to prove to everyone that physically I could do my job, and I practiced my happiness and being happy that's and my good, confidence. That's a nice way of putting it. Me. Practicing happiness. Yeah. I fucking like that. Walked around with like I, I didn't want people to look at me walking around with one leg and one hand slumped over so instead I, I pinned my shoulders back I lifted my head up and I walked around with confidence and I tell you what I got my career back in six months as, a, as an instructor and I've had better looking girlfriends in the past 10 years than I ever had in my life not the, not the looks that are the all important thing not the looks that are the all important thing a- absolutely but let's not be, but, but let's be let's be honest but all the all around packages like just in, incredibly 
Yeah, they're just fucking right. dope. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> not, you know, like the the, the basic, the, the the basic message is it, it's it's not always about how you look. It's more about it's how you carry yourself. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you feel about yourself, and it's how you make other people feel about you, you themselves. You know what? You know what probably doesn't hurt either, mate. Being like, oh yeah, just jumped out of a plane, one arm, one leg, cleared the forest, landed in the trees, jumped in the sea with a shark. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> Like, here's the thing, mate. If you told that to a girl in Wrexham, she'd say that you're full of shit. And that's the problem. That's why you have to live in somewhere like for you. You have to live in L.A. Because there's people in L.A. Like, that's where all the nutters like you live. Like, all the stuntmen, <laughs> all the stuntmen and stuff live there. So if people hear that, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a stunt, Like, he does, like, stuntman stuff. If you said that in most places, they'd be like, this guy is just fucking, he's obviously on day release from a mental asylum. Which, I'd rather live in those places. Be, you still may be on day release from a mental asylum, but you do actually do what you say you do. I don't want to live in LA around those people. I want to live around the, the places where there's just normal people. Like I don't feel like I'm doing anything special or anything crazy. It's just a job. I love my job. Well, you're being very humble, mate. It's just, it, it honestly is. like It's no different to being in the army. Like you, yeah, did. but the army is an exceptional job in itself. Absolutely, not, not that there's not, 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 I'm not saying, but but the thing is, like, it's service. It's that you are a soldier. You serve. You stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves. You, you know, you are the 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 enforcer to stop evil. And so I see this, what I do now, as a as a changeover to that. I stand up for the oceans and for the sharks and for the environment that can't stand up for itself against people that don't give a fuck or don't know or want to destroy it. So it, I, my service is tra- just transferred over to protecting I got, something I got, else. I that don't know, that don't give a fuck, or was it? Was there another one in there? Yeah, uh, or just don't care. Or just don't care. Right. Uh, no, no, just don't don't know, don't give a fuck, or. Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> don't know. Don't give a fuck. Or don't care. Well, don't give a fuck and don't care is the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's the fucking heat in this room. Yeah, it's hot it as shit. Right. All right, hang on. Okay, because it's, it's, here's the thing, right? Like, you made the difference in my life. I tried going vegan for a bit. Not really into it. I've got to say, I've got to say, we've had this. Like, I understand, though, why it's harder here in England. Because I've been here three days. And although I still have eaten all well, vegan food, <laughs> I feel like a bag of shit because the food I've been able to get hasn't been good yeah. because I've either been stuck in my hotel or at the yeah. conference or just grabbing whatever I can between train I, trips. I, I didn't have any problem doing vegan for a couple of months when I was in California. Yeah. Because it was there was loads of fucking options and it was it was easy. And um, also, i got to be honest, I think it's easier to be vegan when you're somewhere warm. I just, I just generally believe that, that like when it's vegan... When it's colder, you want comfort food. When it's colder, I want a fucking... I want piles of fat and meat. That's what I want. That's what my brain is telling me to eat. But um, yeah, without going too much down that rabbit hole, what I would say is like, I think incremental changes, I think, are something that everybody can do, right? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that I've done um, since we met is I don't eat tuna anymore. Fucking love tuna. Yeah, same. Fucking love it. Yeah. I fucking love a big tuna baguette and I got loads yeah. of fucking uh, may- you, mayo in there. Mate. When so you're it's, away it's, on honest, exercises. It's 99% mayo. One percent tuna, <laughs> but God, that little those extra flakes. But you know what? I was like, I'm not gonna eat tuna anymore. Make yeah. a little incremental change. Tuna populations like, have been decimated. The next one that's on the slate, I'm. I know it's gonna. It's coming soon. I'm gonna have to get rid of calamari. I love calamari. Yeah, but the days and and octopus. The days, but the days gotta come. I love octopus. Man. The days gotta come where I give them up, unless I catch it myself. Well, I I'm. Octopus are, are such intelligent animals. Mate, but our thing is, mate, I used to shoot 
people. So I, I haven't got an issue there. But well, I, I never I never had to do that, but I trained to shoot people for a very long time. My whole job was like to... I've trained to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but so I've trained the, five times a day. <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather shoot evil people in the face than kill innocent animals needlessly for food. Is thinking, don't mate. What's that? You don't know what that octopus is thinking. Oh, it probably octopus, just wants mate. to defend its home and it'll bite your face off That's if it can. But the Taliban, mate. <laughs> you oh, so you're defending the Taliban? No, they're not defending their home. They're def- defending their fucking crazy, re- whacked oh, out religion. Mate, take, yeah. But like, yeah, I fucking love eating octopus, but I know it's going to come a day and I have to give it up. I'm just not there yet. And I'll be honest, I'm a, I have weak, I'm no weakness. There's a lot of things I should give up, you know. Um, but you know, I think that's why it's got to be incremental changes. When I tried to do it, it was all too much, and then all of a sudden, I was just I, I, and I become very all or nothing about something. So somebody be like, "Oh, I made you a burger. I don't eat burgers anymore. I'm a <laughs> vegan. Why would you support me?" You know. Um, yeah, you go through <laughs> stages like that, man. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So my friend, uh, so th- that movie, The Game Changers, just came out. Oh yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> so a couple of my buddies are in it: uh, Nimai Delgado, uh, Misha, who are both vegan bodybuilders; mm-hmm. Damien Manda, who I worked with um, in the Navy and in, in um, Zimbabwe doing anti-poaching. A uh, couple of other guys. Um, this one of the the, the strongmen, um, what's his name, Babubian or something, but just breaks down the myths about eating a plant-based diet and being fit and strong I mean, and dude, healthy. I mean, dude, his shape is incredible. Yeah, he's jacked as shit. And he's never eaten meat. He's been yeah, well, vegetarian that's, that's why, his yeah, whole that's life. That's what's so impressive about him is that he can, he can actually turn around and say, well, I don't. I didn't get to this size, and then yeah. maintain. But then you get these retards that get you online and say, "Oh, he thing. only built all of his muscles when he was drinking milk and eating cheese." And I had like, a glass of milk on, this morning, mate. Look at me. Mind you, actually, it's true. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I back up that thing. I just saw myself <laughs> on camera, and I am fucking huge, jacked. You're a pretty big lad. Yeah, and I, I'm bigger now than I used to. Eat all the freaking chicken breasts in the world, all the kangaroo meat. I used to. Like ninety percent of my food was meat, and I was not never big at all. Meat sounds good. It's really believe, tasty. Fucking, I can't believe I'm going to a fucking vegan. But don't do it because they're cute and cuddly. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. You know, Australia's. I think Australia is the only country that eats the animals on its coat of arms. Both of them, <laughs> the kangaroo and the emu. Well, we got dragons, and I, I definitely slayed a few dragons in my time. <laughs> yeah, so. I bet you have around Soho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, next question. Time to move on from this one. Oh, i got to open my phone again. Hang on. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, uh, how many sharks have you helped overall? <sighs> Shit, I'll have to run a census, I reckon. Census. No idea. Um, that's lots. Really, really lots. Many sharks. It, you know, it's it's secondhand helping and thirdhand helping. I just put the message out there. I give the the visual inputs and information, and then it, you know it goes out to you guys. Yeah. Um, whether you spread that information to help people fall in love with sharks so that they want to protect I them. I love and, sharks, not me. You made me awesome. love sharks. Yeah, I get messages like that all the time. So I mean, I'm still scared. I'm still fucking terrified of them, but I love them. It's basically, I have the same relationship with sharks now as I have with women. Terrified, but adoring. Uh, what's the most important quality a human should have? That's a good question. Oh, man, that's that's deep as hell. Um, it, is, it is deep, but it's a great, that is a great quality? question. I, I don't think... I that, think it's hard to narrow it down to one, but let's yeah, try anyway. Exactly. Well, I think um, uh, the, the, the gift of giving, if you've never heard that phrase before, uh, one of the greatest things that has happened to me has has been to learn about the gift of 
being able to give and help to other people that will never be able to repay me. Uh, and if you're looking for happiness, that is probably the best route to go because just trying to make yourself happy, you're never going to achieve it. But if you put a smile on someone else's face, then you get to share in that smile. You get to share in that happiness. Then there's two of you reflecting that happiness back at each other. And that's how happiness is is truly created. And every good thing that I've done in my life has been reflected and multiplied in my own life. Uh, and I can attribute so many of the amazing things that I have now and things that I've done to like just selfless acts of kindness and goodness and charity and helping to to that. I feel like I want to end the podcast there, mate. That was beautiful. What but, time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's twenty past four. Right. Is there any of the good questions? Because that's like that's really fired me up. How, how long are we going for? Okay, uh, we've been going for about an hour. So yeah, I, okay, I'm gonna yeah because I think what you one of the things that you said there was really important is it's the giving without expectation of return because it's quite easy to give if you expect something back. So it's like if I give this person a present on my bir- on their birthday, I'm going to get one back on mine kind of thing, you know? To truly But then you give, get pissed off if you don't get one yeah, back. Yeah, so it. you got to like, go into it like I don't yeah. I don't want anything from you. Yeah. You cannot yeah. I, like if whether it's like this person cannot do anything for me or I just don't expect anything back. And that's where the selflessness comes into it and that's where the the internal sense of happiness should stem from. Yeah. Not the fact that you're receiving something or you're going to get something back, but you've just done something that you don't want anything else in return for. You've just done it and that's that's your sense of happiness and you've just done that to make that other yeah. person happy. I love that, mate. Right, let's fire off a couple more questions. We'll do we'll do rapid fire answers for a couple right. because uh, people are taking the time to send them in. So we're gonna do without expecting anything back from you except gonna award the brothers announced by Gary Jones. And then <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Uh, is that arm bionic or is it a normal prosthetic? Either way, thank you both for your service to Queen and I'm going to assume country because it's cut off. No, it's uh, just, it was Queen and cunt. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely bionic. The leg's bionic. They both plug into the wall. Um, the leg's got six microprocessors in it, accelerometer, a gyroscope. Uh, it's waterproof. The hand is not waterproof, but yes, it's uh, it opens and closes and holds that. a beer. Um what do you think about the cadet forces? I have no idea what that is. Uh, I don't think we have them in Australia. Um, thoughts on properly taking on a legal whale and shark finning as in full-on strafing runs on torpedo. Fuck you all if you do it. Fuck the Japanese at the moment for killing the whales, uh, yes, especially in the Australian whale sanctuary. Fuck you all. Um, just it just breaks my heart that people could just harpoon these beautiful creatures in the ocean. I don't get it, mate. I gotta be honest. I don't get it. There's yeah. like there's other things to raise because they thing, do it right? under the guise of science and they sell it in the supermarkets. Yeah, that's. I just I don't same get as that. the Faroe Islands. I, I don't get that. Like, and you know what? You can't. You can't. I, I don't hate all Japanese and I don't hate all Faroese Islanders um, because you can't tie everyone with the same brush. In Australia, we we hunt kangaroos and we hunt sharks and we fin sharks and all that shit so you know it's and here's the thing mate it's not going to be the lads on the boat who are 
They're just, they're, it'll be the people who own the companies just yeah, making the money yeah, out of it. Yeah, well, the fucking global elitists, and they're going on my fucking whiteboard yeah. too, the fucks. The people paying the poor Africans to go out and hunt exactly, mate. like dump exactly. cyanide in the in the Ex- water sources. Ex- exactly. Favorite shark we're all, and why? We're, fucking, we're, we're not all pawns because we do have some some semblance of self fucking um, determination. But the fact is that it's like you know. Well, we are pawns to a certain extent. Anyway, moving on. Just wanted to say he's fucking awesome. I'm going to assume they, they're talking about you. Probably. Um, probably. Uh, favorite shark and why? Don't have one. Love them all for all the different things Super that they have. Like, lame okay, politician answer. Okay, think think about sharks this. Sharks aren't fucking voting for you. How mate. fucking Get, how fucking answer. cool are hammerhead sharks? Super cool. Especially when you're swimming with them, and they're just this incredible freakazoid looking. Like, they're especially the great hammerhead that has the mo- one of the longest and tallest fins. Nice. Uh, just incredible looking animals, and they swim directly into you like a dumb cunt. Um, I, li- I like whale sharks. Whale sharks are amazing because just because they're massive. Yeah, they're massive and they've got pretty spotty patterns all over yeah. them and you can swim alongside them. Yeah, and I, I like whale sharks. Um, also, great whites. Who doesn't love great whites? Um, uh, the, the tiger sharks, they're beautiful. They're yeah. incredible to interact with. Like there are so many different breeds. Like the Greenland shark, the oldest living animal on earth. They can live over 500 years Jesus and they're, and they're blind. Hey, I've got, an, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite movie with sharks in it? Uh, it's got to go. It's got to be Jaws, the first Jaws. It's fucking awesome. Man. Um, yeah, it'd have to be that. I don't really have any others. No, I mean that's 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 the best. I like some of the others because they're shit. But like, but I like <laughs> that cheesiness. one. For an, yeah, but I like that one because it's actually a good movie. I like the Shallows because I I got to w- do a bit of work on it with oh, Blake really? Lively. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I have a personal yeah. attachment to it, but right, I didn't. Got- I really didn't like the way it ended. But whatever. Um, we got we got to wrap this up anyway. Yeah. I need to fucking piss. And I'm boiling, <laughs> basically. I need my arm back. Actually, we could solve both of these problems if I just start spraying all of myself. Now we might have a thing. Should we? Should we, should we go that? No. Yeah, no. We should have cut the podcast five, right, mate, to any- like fifteen seconds ago <laughs> before you said that. <laughs> mate, I can edit shit, but I never will because I'm fucking lazy. Um, mate, any uh, messages you want to leave people with? Uh, watch Shark Week. Tune in. Don't expect it to be all science. Come and have a good time. Learn about sharks. Have a laugh at our stupidity. Um, you never know. I may die at one point, and that could be really fun for you to watch. Probably not for me. Not for me. Um, but me. Like what? Like we were saying earlier. You like now, like a cat. Like we were saying earlier. Practice your happiness. You know. Practice. Yeah. Practice. Practice your happiness, mate. Thank you for giving me your fucking title for this. I was just going to say it's that fucking mad shark cunt. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I can call it practice your happiness. Because it's it's the same. It's no our emotional state is no different to a physical movement. It's no different to learning to do something new, riding a mountain bike or reading and writing or getting better at your job or getting better at your sport. How do you do it all? You put the reps in, mate. Exactly. You put the reps. In. exactly put the reps in find out Put what makes you happy in. practice it master it know your triggers know what makes you know i i stopped drinking as much as i used to because i knew it used to put me in a depressive well, state news for you tonight, yeah. <laughs> so know your triggers know what makes you sad know what makes you angry yeah. but also know what makes you happy and fulfilled and once you know it then you can continually do that over and over again like i feel shit i had a shit day yesterday i was in agony all day because the skin is rubbed off my leg because of my prosthetic I've seen it. it's not nice no it's it's horrible, and I spent seven hours on the train, bouncing from train to train. Like oh, it was welcome shit. to the UK. And I couldn't, I couldn't walk all last night. I was supposed to go to an event. I had to sit on my bed with my leg off all day today. I had to sit in the bed trying to get my give my leg a rest, and it, it sucked and it was shit. But that passes, like like 
the old phrase goes, this too shall pass. Are you practicing your happiness I'm, right I'm now? I'm practicing my happiness, out? man. Like, I know it's going to end, and then I'm going to get to fucking hang out with Gez and yeah. have beers, and it, it'll be all right. But I'm going to put my... I took my leg off for this whole podcast. I'm sh- I'm sitting here with my pants off and my leg off and my arm off. This is the real reason <laughs> I need to get off it. I am so wrecked. Because I needed right to rest now. the skin on my leg, but whatever. you know, it's, I'm going to put my leg on, and it's going to fucking hurt, and it's... It's okay. I'll, I'll just deal with it. But this is why you hang out with squaddies because we know how to fucking shoulder carry our mates. Yeah, exactly. Because we are well practiced in that. Mate, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, on Instagram, pretty easy. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all just under my name, Paul DeGelder. Uh, I got the website up, com. I got some YouTube clips on. I got a couple of my um, very short speaking events on youtube i think there's a, a nantucket project that i did out in the states last year uh so it's not the full one it's just kind of a little taste uh some of the motivational videos i put together of what i used to do in the military and then the footage of the shark attack some of the surgery photos and then some of the stuff i achieved after that so and you know what i didn't i didn't put them on there to brag and be oh this is how fucking awesome i am i really did those up to say thank you to the people that believed in my impossible dreams um, and supported me. And I wanted to show them through these videos that the second chance and the love and support that I was getting from everyone wasn't wasted. Uh, And I am doing incredible things. Fucking right you are, mate. And so is everybody listening to this podcast. Love you all, guys. And we will catch you soon, mate. Cheers for coming on. Cheers, bro. Love everyone. Goodbye. Listen. You told me not to worry and you wouldn't break my heart You told me you were sorry and my whole world fell apart You said it's not my fault and yeah I've never done you wrong I'm grinding to a halt now I can see you're moving on I promised I'd get better and I told you things would change You keep me to the gutter yeah I'll never be the same I've gotta let you go now live your life and spread your wings And yeah you put on quite a show and pulled the puppet strings And are you sure that you don't want me? Remember all the pain or maybe you should thank me I'm leaving now forever, I won't hang my head in shame But yeah, you've taken me for granted, and you should feel ashamed You sold a dream to all of us, a dream that we'd all die for A reason for us all to live and something we could fight for I might just help a man up to his feet or hold a newborn But no matter what I do, my hands remembering my rifle, yeah Life's hard, I know that, still wouldn't change shit I wouldn't go back, yeah, I wouldn't go back Feelings I hold back Memories fade, yeah, they go fast, yeah, they go fast Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose